Welcome back to a Fresh Perspective with Victoria. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I did take some time off about two weeks just because I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about. I wasn't sure who I wanted to talk to, what the topics were going to be, and I really needed to reevaluate what this podcast was about, what the purpose was for me, and really just what I wanted out of this. So I took the time to really think about that, and I think I have some clarity finally. This week, I'm joined by my bestest friend, uh, Leah. We talk about a little bit of everything. Um, Our focus is mainly on dieting and body image and everything that's included in that, uh, which is something that her and I struggled with together as roommates and separate now that we don't live together. And it's just a good time with us sharing our stories, our successes, and our failures kind of at navigating how to have a healthy body image. I'm really excited to be able to podcast with her. Her and I could talk for hours about everything. And yeah, it was a fun night. Uh, It was a really long night. I think we ended up spending over two hours podcasting, and so... Here's the final product. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate your support and your feedback. And if you want to talk about anything or if there's any topics that you want me to talk with somebody else about, if you're too nervous to get on here with me, just let me know. I'm open to ideas and I also kind of underestimated how much time it takes to create something like this, especially with a full-time Monday through Friday job. I was hoping that this podcast was going to be up by Thursday, however, due to an extremely busy work week, it's now up today, which is Saturday. But once again, thank you so much for your support and for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it, and I feel super supported in this endeavor that I decided to do. Uh, Yeah, I didn't expect it, but it's been really great, so... Thank you so much and enjoy. Tonight, I'm joined by my best friend, Leah, who is my favorite person in the world. (laughs) That's right. There's not a gun pointed at my (laughs) head telling me to say that, by the way. And I never get mad when you call other people your favorite person. No, never, ever. We never got in an Instagram (laughs) fight about it at all. Um, We were roommates for three years, and then I followed you to Idaho. (laughs) For three weeks. No, <laughs> For three months. Come on, give me the credit. That's due. And then we both ended up back in California. Thank goodness. Uh, but tonight, I really want to talk about kind of our relationship with dieting and weight and just our body image, because I think it's something that we both have always <laughs> gone through and suffered through together. Bond- it honestly bonded us, I think, at some point. Positively and negatively yeah um but so we've been friends for I don't know when our friendship well, I don't technically know. Yeah. started so we met what 14 years ago yeah because we met when I was a sophomore in high school and I don't think we were fond of each other <laughs> I don't think it was we were that kind we of were, indifferent yeah it wasn't that we weren't fond but it was just like that new Taylor Swift song yeah. like I forgot that you existed yeah like, like we knew each other through through a friend yeah I guess you were friends with my boyfriend's sister oh, yeah there we go <laughs> shout out Molly <laughs> uh and then we kind of reconnected 
af- like after high school through I, I guess through Alicia is the yeah. best way of saying we reconnected. Yeah. And then we've just kind of have been inseparable ever since then. Pretty much. And then I'm trying to think of everything else that's kind of gone on. We've had gone through really bad relationships together, really good relationships. I was your maid of honor. You're my future maid of honor if I ever <laughs> find someone you that will, will marry find me. find someone. Uh, it's like my mission in life to find you someone. I think it's honestly everyone's mission in life because I'm like the token single friend now. Not that you like anybody that I choose for you. I but don't like anybody that anybody chooses it could, for it me. It could stick one day, right? <laughs> we could find you trying. the one. You just got to keep trying. Well, I also tried to hook you up with my husband before <laughs> we started dating. Very true. Thankfully, that didn't work out because me and Rob are both so awkward. And, and I so love to bring it up that I used, tried to hook you guys up. It's so uncomfortable. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) I guess like the main thing, like I said, I want to talk about is kind of dieting and body image and everything like that. Because there's, I think there's pros and cons to everything that we've gone through. But so I would say the first thing is our relationship with food, which you and I are both very emotional eaters and very like. If we're stressed, we eat. If we're sad, we eat. If we're angry, we eat. Like We're happy, we eat. Yeah. Any emotion there is, we're going to eat. I know. And then it gets even worse when we're together because we don't stop each other. We have the habit of, oh, you're going to eat three donuts? Okay, I'll eat three donuts because yeah. it's okay because you're eating them. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, you don't want to go to the gym? Then I won't go to the gym. Yeah, which is like nice on days when you don't actually want to care, but we should care more. Well, it was also nice when we were like 30 pounds lighter. Yeah, when we were like 22 and could eat junk all day long eat, and Eat Cerritos at three in the morning and lose five pounds. Yeah, and work out for like 20 minutes. And you're like, oh my God, I lost five pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What were we thinking? Uh, but so were you always like growing up, were you like that, like an emotional eater? I can remember the first time I was conscious about my weight and I was probably in like first grade. Wow. Like first grade. I remember that I, whatever reason it was me, we had like, I like vividly remember this. We had a recycling bin and I, they would choose me to stand on it to like smash all the paper down Mm -hmm. and I remember being told I was like oh because you were the shortest like smallest one Mm -hmm. which maybe that was true I don't know but in my head it was like oh no like I'm the fattest one so I can smush it down the most I mean I liked the honor of getting chosen but in my head it was like oh well I have these like big legs I must be the fattest one to be able to smush all this paper down. Yeah. So that's first grade. That's first grade. So you're like six, seven years old mm-hmm. and you already have that, like you're twisting something yeah. that is being said or like being like expressed into like a negative, yeah. like. And I don't know where that came from. Yeah. My parents would never were like, oh, you, you have the, you're so cute and big and like yeah. chunky, like you're the baby fat. Like I don't ever recall that. I just remember that was the first time. Then, like, same thing all through elementary school. In my head, I always remembered being bigger than my friends. Mm -hmm. They were always, like, these skinny little girls. Now, looking back, 
have a picture of me in third grade and I remember that day and I'm like oh my goodness like I'm way fatter than my two friends and now I look back at the picture yeah and I was not like I was like the same size but for whatever reason in my little girl mind yeah I was fatter than everybody else yeah and at third grade the last thing that any child should be thinking about mm-hmm. is comparing themselves mm-hmm. to their, their friends. And I remember my eating habits really changed. Like, fifth grade was when I realized that I can make my own food. Mm-hmm. My mom worked. My dad worked. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, coming home some days and, like, cooking, like, six waffles in the toaster. And no one stopped me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm hungry, so... I'm going to go cook some frozen waffles yeah. and then I'm going to eat mac and cheese later for dinner. Yeah. But because no one was watching what I was eating. Yeah. And so after, I really think like fifth grade is when it really started to like spiral. Yeah. Like I have notebooks, like journals. I think I showed you like talking about it, talking about how like how fat I was or how I need to lose weight or like what, what magazines to read or what shows to watch I never did anything about it. Yeah. Instead, I would just eat more because that was just the only way I could cope with thinking that I needed to lose weight. Yeah, like you didn't go to the extreme of like not eating or mm-hmm. like binging and purging, which no. is just like I think a lot of girls do go through at a much younger age than I think people even realize. And then I, it's funny that you were talking about like cooking six waffles at a time because I was just thinking the other day, like all these little snacks that people get for their kids, and it's like, I was thinking of the specific, like, they're crackers that you, like, dip in, like, frosting. Oh, yeah, those are the best. Yeah, but, like, those don't fill you up. So you, they come in a pack of six, so you want to have three in a setting. Yeah, and and when no one's watching you. Yeah, when your parents aren't home or when they're not in the kitchen with you or Mm -hmm. monitoring what you're eating, like, yeah, I would go through those so quickly. And then my dad would be like, where are they? And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I ate them because they're there. Yeah, and I was always, I developed earlier than my friends like I was wearing a bra in fifth grade Mm -hmm. and so those that time of my life like Mm pre-puberty I was really Mm self-conscious because I was the only fifth grader wearing a bra or shaving my legs and so I always felt different and then in middle school I got thrown to a school up in Alpine Mm -hmm. which is a ritzier part of town and all these skinny little blonde girls and here I come in my overalls and like (laughs) training bra like oh hey welcome to the school and so I was always very self-conscious yeah I don't remember a specific time like I can't remember the first time like I was conscious of my weight but it was obvious it was in middle school because I remember looking at all my friends who were like dancers and Mm -hmm. like cheerleaders and stuff which I did in high school too but I still never looked like them Mm -hmm. but I remember like all throughout like middle school like stressing out about not being the same size as them or like I couldn't stay the night and like borrow their clothes because they Mm -hmm. wouldn't fit me yeah you know so I would wear the same thing if I stayed the night you know Mm -hmm. and so like that was always that always made me super self-conscious of just a not looking like them like size wise and then also, like, just looks-wise, like, yep. there's just a specific look that I think a lot of girls in the towns we grew up in have, and it's usually, like, blonde, skinny, tan girls. Well, exactly. I feel like growing up in the 90s, yeah. like, I remember being a young girl, and I was like, oh, to be beautiful, you have to be mm-hmm. tall, blonde, and skinny. Yeah. 
I was not tall. I was yeah. not blonde. So in my head, I was also not skinny. Yeah. Like, looking back, I wasn't that much bigger. But yeah. in my head, because I wasn't this tall, blonde supermodel, I'm Shamu. Yeah. And then, like you said, the places that we grew up, all the girls I went to school with were tall, blonde, and skinny. My best friend was tall, blonde, and skinny. Yeah. So I was kind of put in the shadow of my friends. Yeah. And that carried on through high school. Yeah. Like, I don't think I got over the being tall, blonde, and skinny, uh, I don't know, until I was, like, 19, I think, yeah. is when I really realized, like, oh, boys like me. Yeah. But I was also really awkward. So yeah. what boys are going to like some weird, awkward girl, you know? And I don't think until I became an adult is when that guys really started liking me. Yeah. And I was somewhat okay with my appearance. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, how much do I weigh? Yeah. Like, I need to lose 30 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. I'm never going to be skinny enough. Yeah. And, like, a big thing for me was, like, when I started getting to the age where guys were interested in me and, like, boyfriends were a thing in high school and everything, it was always this, like, super awkward thing of, like, I never wanted my boyfriend to, like, pick me up. Like, I never wanted... Because, like, you would see that, like, in movies and TV yeah. shows. Like, they, like, give them piggyback rides or they, like, oh, pick them up and stuff I like that. I have never had a boyfriend, even when I was at my skinniest, <laughs> that could ever pick me up. My husband now, let me pick you up. No, you're going to break your back. That's embarrassing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not questioning your manhood. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass myself. It's not you. Yeah. Like, maybe you can, but do I want to watch you struggle? Yeah, no. but I never, I was always so worried that, like, a guy would just, like, randomly, like, come. <laughs> just I, come scoop you yeah. up in the middle of the quad. Yeah, exactly. You're, you are seeing the picture yeah. that's in my head. I mean, it never happened, but that was always a big fear of mine because I was just like, I'm so fat, they're not going to be able yeah. to pick me up. Like, which my high school boyfriend, like... We were. I don't picture him being the one to come scoop you up and carry you around. No, and, like, he would have not been one to talk about weight. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but do you, do you remember, like, the first diet you ever did? Or, like, how old you were when, like, you did a diet? Oh, I feel like I've been dieting my whole life. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's ever been a time that I haven't been on some sort of, we'll put in quotations, diet. The first diet I remember... I was probably, like, eighth grade, and it was the South Beach diet. Do you remember this? You heard about this? All I know the South Beach diet is now they, like, have, like, boxes of, like, protein bars and stuff at the grocery so store. They it lasted, like, a day, okay? <laughs> From what I remember, I still have the book at my parents' house. The first week, which now I could probably do it. Back then, though, I couldn't do yeah. it. The first week is vegetables and, like, meat only. Okay. So, like, no fruits. Okay. So, like, now, like, yeah, that makes sense. Back then, I was only used to making macaroni and cheese and apparently frozen waffles. <laughs> so, thinking about making, like, meat and vegetables didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I think I got through a day before I gave up. I was like, I just want an apple. Like, I just want fruit. Like, it it's didn't so work. so dramatic. Like, it's that so, one apple. It, yeah, exactly. Like, this one apple is going to change my life. <laughs> I was so distraught that I couldn't eat fruit. Not that I ever ate fruit, but it was the fact of, like, you can't eat this, 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 and this yeah. all day. And I was so young all day. Yeah. That's all I thought about. That's yeah. all I wanted. Well, and, like, it's hard doing any kind of diet where it's basically just telling you things you can't eat yeah. versus, like, 
different alternatives. Mm-hmm. So like instead of this, eat this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like back in the '90s or like early 2000s, it was just like very like the diets were very bad and they were fad diets. Oh, so I also did Slim Fast. Before okay, that, I was gonna say I did Slim Fast. Like sixth grade, That's I was the doing first slim one. Fast. I remember doing. I remember stealing my mom's Slim Fast. My mom bought them for me. See, I would steal my mom's yeah. and like just make her think she was crazy that she would run out. And we thought it was so healthy. Like, um, just drinking these shakes. It was looking so back. Gross. It's literally what basically sugar drinks, yeah. and it's you're just cutting your calories of anything. Yeah, like I don't do any kind of shakes like that and like I think that's why because like I'm traumatized yeah, like PTSD. from it but like they, I just think they were they were so gross but like I was just like I just drink like if I keep drinking these like it's gonna solve everything well I'm gonna be slim because I'm, I'm drinking slim fast. I'm gonna look like the girl on like the packaging exactly. who's like obviously photoshop now which that back we know then we didn't know is. photoshop yeah it's not like now where you can download an app and photoshop anything yeah there are just so many fad diets like there's like the one it's not even technically a diet I don't think but like the celebrities do it where it's like the master cleanse where it's like the lemon juice with cayenne pepper and all this stuff and that's all they drink for like three Three days days. (laughs) yeah you're gonna lose like 10 pounds because you're not eating food yeah because your body is literally just like disposing of everything the the worst diet I ever did so let's see slim fast south beach um was the HGC diet. Oh, my God. You heard about it. This I was had, a thing for a while. I had a coworker, an old coworker, do it before her wedding, and she lost an insane amount of weight, but she gained it right back, right after yep. her wedding. The first time I did it, I did it for the first, like, the full 30 days. Yeah. Like, you do different rounds. Yeah. Um, and from what I remember, you, like, take these drops every day. Some people actually do, like, actual shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the drops, and... You could only eat 500 calories a day. That's insane. So they recommend just like apples, chicken, that type of stuff. Well, I was eating 500 calories of like apples. Apparently, I feel like apples are like the staple of any diet. And, but I was eating like um, microwave dinners because they were like 250 calories or even less sometimes. Yeah. So I was surviving off those. Yeah. And I remember losing a pound to two pounds a day. And so, in those 30 days, I think I lost, like, 35 pounds. That's so unhealthy. And at the time, I got down to, like, 150. So, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so skinny. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's, like, a second phase. Mm -hmm. Well, I was, like, 19. I don't understand. I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. Um. Bef- and then I tried it again like six months later because obviously I gained all the weight back mm-hmm. and I lasted five days because I was doing it exactly how they told you apples chicken and I remember sitting in my room on like a Friday night just crying because I was so hungry and my dad came in and like basically force fed me this roll he's like you need to eat this <laughs> like you need to eat you're not doing this anymore you Thank need God to for eat Dale. Good old Dale. Um, And that was probably the worst diet I ever did. Yeah. And I don't recommend it. I know it was really recommended for, like, morbidly obese people, Mm -hmm. even though I had a doctor at that time telling me I was technically morbidly obese. Um, But that was probably the worst fad diet I ever did. I did other diets that weren't weren't healthy, but that was, like, the worst fad diet diet I had done yeah 
mine's not so much like a diet that I did, but when I was a vegetarian for oh, I, I remember that like five months, it was really hard, and I just never felt like I got my energy back, which is really common, like with people that become vegetarian or even vegan. Probably I don't really know. I don't know too much about veganism, but a lot of vegetarians once they cut out meat like they just lose their energy and it takes a while to get it back interesting and I never felt like I got it back like I constantly felt like tired and like lethargic Mm -hmm. and just like I don't know what it was but and then at one point I think I was a I was not eating meat over like Thanksgiving and I was just like this is miserable yeah like absolutely and so I think I made the decision a couple weeks after Thanksgiving to go back to eating meat and I was just I'll never go back to it. <laughs> like, I, in theory, would love to be, like, vegan. Yeah. The diet I'm currently on is the opposite of that. But I know how much hormones and bad stuff are in meats now. Yeah. Or just food in general. Yeah. So, in an ideal world, I'd either eat no meat or be able to afford grass-fed, hormone-free. Unfortunately, that's expensive. Yeah. Which is another issue in the whole dieting world mm-hmm. is... To really be super healthy, it's extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. And you have people like, oh, well, if you're really into it, you'll be it'll be worth spending the money. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not always affordable or doable when you have a family, when you have a kid. Yeah. Like one income, just whatever people's situations are, it's not always doable. Yeah. Well, like I've even noticed like sometimes I go to the grocery store and they're out of that stuff. Exactly. And so it's just like what am I going to do? Not buy food for the week because they don't have the like grass fed, like a hundred percent, you know, hormone free meat that I want or whatever. It's like, no, like I need the food because I need to eat throughout the Mm -hmm. week. Otherwise I'm going to go get McDonald's every day because I starve myself. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah. And I, I wish that I could be vegetarian. I wish I could be vegan just because for me, it's more of like, like the animal, stuff that happened. Yeah. Like, I can't think about it. I cannot think about... I would love to know <laughs> that the meat that I'm eating yeah. is on some nice farm, yeah. that my cow was, like, loved and yeah. grass-fed and murdered in a humane way, and it lived a good life so yeah. I can eat it. Yeah. Is that what's happening? No. Mm-hmm. So I try not to think about it. So I'll tell myself, oh, I bet this cow lived a great life just for me so I can enjoy him. Yeah. I wish... Sometimes I wish, like, we all lived somewhere where we could just, like, have a farm and, like, have our own animals well, to do it. when I lived in Idaho, yeah. you could, you can do that. You can go buy a whole cow, mm-hmm. but it's, like, $5,000. Yeah. And so it's a huge investment. Like, would it be worth it? Yeah. Do I have $5,000 laying around to go buy a cow and get it butchered? <laughs> no. Like, I wish I did. I tried to convince Rob to, but he wasn't going for it. Imagine if, like, on Sunday, instead of going grocery shopping, you're like, I'm just going to go buy a cow. Go buy a cow, take it to the butcher. Like, that would be amazing. But it, it, unfortunately, money is a huge part of dieting. Yeah, it really is. And, like, that's why it's not fair to even compare, like, doing the same diet to celebrities like even celebrities who like are like let's say for example because you're into keto like Vinny from Jersey Shore keto guido keto guido my favorite keto person it's just like he has money and he has the opportunity to have people like probably prepare his mm-hmm. meals like there's celebrities who have personal chefs so it's just like yeah when you have money and the resources to help you follow a diet it's so much easier plus the trainers that they are having so it's like it's 
I don't like comparing that kind of stuff because it's like they have money. That's why yeah. it's much easier. Well, exactly. You have like the Kim Kardashians who have personal chefs, have personal trainers that can come to their house any time of day. She like had a personal trainer workout on a jet one time. Exactly. Like that's not normal. And yeah. these celebrities set these standards that nobody can meet. Yeah. And I think as I've gotten older and, you know, you do hear more about how everyone's photoshopping like Mm -hmm. does kim kardashian look like her pictures no i mean is she skinny yeah but like we said she has the money to do it yeah but i'm glad that i have finally realized that what you see on tv and magazines Mm -hmm. instagram it's not real yeah like is that like a goal to look like that absolutely but it's not it's never going to be attainable. Yeah, it's not realistic. And then the other part of it, speaking of the Kardashians, is them and their stupid endorsement for, like, fit tees. Tell me, oh, I bought those. Yeah, we bought them we once. Bu- we I did re- them together. Do you and- remember the first, I forget which one it was, like, tea, it wasn't the tea me, it was... It wasn't the flat tummy tea one. It was, like, it was one like of the first box. ones. It was, like, the fox fit tea or something Yeah, like something that. dumb. I remember drinking it for the first time in our kitchen and I instantly threw it up. Yeah. Because who who knows what was in it? It's basically yeah. just a laxative. Yeah. And I remember like drinking it, turning over to my sink and throwing it up. Yeah. Yet continuing to do it for the next two weeks because I thought, oh, that was just a bad reaction because it's the yeah. first time. Or oh, I had no food in my stomach. Yeah. Like no, it was terrible. Yeah. It's it's so bad and it's just so disgusting because it's like. You're not. You don't have that body based off of that tea. Like no. you're, and you're just doing it because you're getting paid probably like at least a couple hundred thousand dollars for that ad. Uh, but we kind of talked about um, the current diet that you're doing because you said it's the opposite of <laughs> veganism. The complete opposite. So you're currently doing keto. So I am doing keto. I hate talking about it. I mean, I like talking about it. But I hate telling people I do keto because there's so many misconceptions about it. Mm -hmm. And I am no keto expert. Am I, like, checking if I'm in ketosis? No. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'm more super, super, super low carb. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about, like I said, testing if I'm in ketosis, any of that stuff. It's more um, like a strict calorie intake going to the gym really low carb because I love carbs I love bread I love pasta I love anything that has carbs in it potatoes Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what made me want to try this because I used to always try to find these diets where I could still eat what I wanted Mm -hmm. and then it always would spiral out of control so I was like well let's just try a diet where I cut out everything that I love Mm -hmm. and the first week I lost seven pounds. Yeah. So I was like, okay, got this. Yeah. Like, and so I've been doing it, I wouldn't say religiously, but I've been doing it for eight months and I've lost 40 pounds Mm -hmm. and I tell everyone they should do it. And I know how hard it is because I've gone through the sugar withdrawals, the carb withdrawals, um, didn't get the keto flu, but other issues do happen on it. Yeah. Um, What's the keto flu? So, like, when you're, like, detoxing from mm-hmm. sugars and carbs and everything, some people get really sick. Mm. You get, like, headaches, like, actually, like, nauseous, 
fevers, wow. um, diarrhea, yeah. but I never got that. So. Which is just so crazy because it's like if your body is reacting to you cutting that out, that tells you how bad it is for you to so be eating bad. and having in your body that consistently. This diet has absolutely made me realize how much food affects your body. Mm-hmm. If I go, say, do, I don't want to say strict keto because if I do keto for a week mm-hmm. and then I have a cheat meal. That mm-hmm. night, I sleep terribly. Mm-hmm. The next morning, I wake up. My finger, like, my joints hurt. My ankles hurt. Um, like I said, I don't sleep well. I'm yeah. tossing and turning all night uh, just because of what I ate the day before. Yeah. And I never realized that before. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I used to just live like this every single day. Yeah. Like, I never realized how much my body really hated things that I was eating. Yeah. So this happened this week. My sister came in town. We went out and got some Italian food. That night, I was up from, like, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., tossing and turning, woke up completely bloated, like, my ankles hurt. Like, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. And you, you don't realize it until you do it. Yeah, that's for sure. So did you know anyone that was doing keto? Um, I knew a couple people doing it that, you know, I'd see Instagrams, like how much they love it and they have a clear mind and all these things you get. I don't, I wouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. I do feel better. Like my body feels better. Um, when I was pregnant, like I had really bad ankles that Mm -hmm. like rolled over to even after I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And once like I could, I would wake up in the morning sometimes, Mm -hmm. like my ankles would be so stiff. I could barely walk. Yeah. Once I started doing keto, that wasn't happening anymore. Like, I could wake up and walk like a normal person. Yeah. And I never... I always wanted to try keto. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, it's just one of those fad diets. Like, yeah. it's so stupid. And you hear people saying how great it is. And you hear people saying how bad it is. Yeah. And like I said, one day I was just like, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. I told myself, I'll do it for a week. If I absolutely hate it, then I'll stop. Yeah. And then, like I said, the first week I lost seven pounds, and I'm like, well... I'm going to keep doing this, going to keep doing this, and it's not that hard. Yeah. Because you can still eat. I love to go out to eat. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a pastime of me and my family, going out to eat. I mean, you've been to plenty of going out with us. So I wanted a diet where I could go out to eat and still enjoy myself. Yeah. And this is the easiest diet I've ever been on where I can still enjoy myself and go do the things that I like to do. Yeah. Like before it was like, I can only eat 1200 calories. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's like a whole meal. Yeah. And that was all I was eating all day, you know? And I, I always was brought up thinking, oh, the less calories you eat, um, the more weight that you can lose. And that's not always the case. I do want to talk about fasting. Okay. And I know you started fasting because your dad had a lot of success with fasting. Yes. So about, oh man, I guess almost a year and a half ago, like time's been flying. My dad and mom were talking about this intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, was like, that's so dumb. Like, it's just giving you an excuse not to eat. You're just starving yourself. You're just starving yourself. Like, you need to have breakfast. You need to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner every two to three hours, blah, 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 the usual stuff that we all learned in nutrition class. And my dad's like, no, like, you need to try it. Just try it. I'm like, this is stupid, but okay, I'll try it. Yeah. And last summer, I ended up losing, like, 15 pounds 
just from fasting. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was super easy. I, my problem is when I start eating, mm-hmm. I can't stop eating. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me not to eat till like noon, one o'clock, two o'clock. Yeah. Um, but if I eat at like eight o'clock, then I'm eating all day. Yeah. And I found such success with it and I just kept going with it. And I've started working. My doctor told me um, that she supports fasting, mm-hmm. which was important to me to hear, like, an actual doctor, like, agree with me. My mm-hmm. trainers is all for fasting. Uh, my doctor told me I should be doing, like, one 24-hour fast a week, mm-hmm. uh, which I started doing those about two months I ago. a few months ago. Because before, I wasn't doing the 24-hour fast. I was yeah. just fasting for 16 hours, eating for eight uh, which I felt also helped my sleeping. I'm a terrible sleeper, always have been. But fasting and keto has really changed that. Yeah. And um, I love it. Like, it's hard. Like, it's really a mental game. Yeah. Because I was like, I get DMs all the time. How do you do it? Like, how can you not eat for 24 hours? Like, that must be so hard. Like, your body's going to starvation mode. Well, no, it's not. Like, yeah. you, the human body, I think, can go, like, 14 days without eating. Mm-hmm. So 24 hours isn't going to kill you. Yeah. And the reason I don't always like to talk about my dieting or fasting online mm-hmm. is because you get a lot of criticism. You mm-hmm. get people, oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or keto so bad or fasting so bad when if it's working for me. Yeah mind your business yeah keep to like, yourself like i appreciate people thinking that like you know, concern it's, it's all yeah. out of like no one's really being mean it's all concern but i think with my issues that i have with my body and my weight the last thing i want are people criticizing yeah. me or if i if they know that i'm on a diet and they see me eat something bad then they bring it up yeah and Again, I know no one's doing it maliciously. Yeah. But it does happen. I mean, and I've talked about this before, I think, in actually every podcast, but about the effect of social media. And, like, it's so easy for people to not only have an opinion, because everybody has an opinion, but to verbalize and type out that opinion. Stuff they would never say to your face. Exactly. And it's just, like, there's two sides to every story. Like, there's you know, pros and cons to everything, mm-hmm. but, and what works for you isn't going to work for everybody else, Yeah, you know? And so I do think most of the time it is just a, cons- like a concern or, you know, something like that. But I do think people should just think before they talk saying things. I'm not a person that will go out of their way to tell somebody my opinion. Yeah. If you ask me my opinion, I will give it to you. Yeah. Am I going to go out of my way? No, because yeah. I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. Yeah. And we experience that. You'll text me upset about something and I'll say, okay, do you want to just vent to me or yeah. do you want my honest opinion? Yeah. Which I think has helped our friendship a lot too, yeah. is like verbalizing that. Like, are you coming to me as my best friend, like asking for my opinion or are you just venting to me because you're upset? Yeah. And that... You know, just knowing that there are the the situation's gonna be handled two different ways, but knowing that you're prepared to handle it in both ways, like from the get go, is yeah. like that's all that matters. And that's the problem with social media is people don't they don't ask like I should be able to go on social media and complain about something 
without someone trying to give me an opinion. Yeah. I will I agree. literally say, hey, people or followers or whatever, I have a question. Give yeah. me an answer. Yeah. I, if I just want to vent about something or if I just want to talk about my diet, you should just listen and not say anything. Yeah. And like my thing is also, I get very weird when people compliment me online. Mm-hmm. When people say, oh, you look so good, or you look like you lost so much weight. Like, oh, was I fat before? Like, my brain, that's how I turn it. And, like, no one, I don't think, ever means it that way, but that's just how it comes off. And it's also just one of those things of, like, I appreciate you saying that, but I'm still not where I want to be. And so it kind of, it doesn't help motivate me. Like, some people that, and some people that might motivate them. There are people that do need, like, the words of affirmation and, like... See, and I I do like that. Yeah. I, in person, it's awkward because sometimes I don't know how to respond. Yeah. But, like, I will admit, like, of course, I post, like, my weight, like, oh, I've lost 10 pounds. I like for people to acknowledge it. Yeah. But sometimes it is kind of awkward because, like I said, then sometimes people assume that they can... They can talk to you about stuff. Yeah. It's like, no, I didn't... Like, oh, I thought you were doing keto. Why are you eating that? Yeah. Or this or that. And so it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, I want to share my... I'm going to put story, you know, journey. my journey, my weight loss journey. Um, but I, I don't want people to criticize it. I just want you to applaud me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Leah sentence. But it's, that's the truth. That That's how I feel. Like, yeah. I, I want... I want people to see, like, you can do it. Yeah. And I don't want your opinion about it. Yeah. And my thing, too, is when people compliment me or say, oh, you look like you've lost so much weight, nine times out of ten after that interaction, I'll go and eat something terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll go and get a burrito. I'll go to McDonald's because it's my weakness. Like, I'll, or, like, I'll just eat, like, a bag of chips to myself Mm -hmm. because, like, oh, someone just told me I look good, so now I can eat this. Exactly. And it's like, and I don't think, like, in the moment, I don't realize by doing this, I'm undoing part of the progress that they just complimented. And it's just like this never-ending vicious cycle inside my head of, like, I'm so crazy. And see, I, you know, like, the love languages, you talk about, like, words of affirmation. Like, I need that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it gets uncomfortable because... Sometimes you don't know how to respond to someone's like, oh, you look so good, you lost weight. If it's a close friend, it's like, oh, yeah, thank you, I know. But if it's, like, a random person, I'm like, oh, like, thanks. It's just kind of awkward sometimes. Yeah. But I do appreciate people who are close to me acknowledging that because that's important to me. Yeah. Well, and especially because if it's people that are closer to you that you see more frequently, that tells you that there's actually more change because like if I see you every day, like Mm -hmm. it's harder for me to notice the differences. But then if I see you every day and I do notice a difference, that tells you like how Mm -hmm. big the change has been. So it's all very like, I do appreciate when people say it too, but I always spin it negatively in my head and I think that goes back to our self-diagnosed body dysmorphia (laughs) that we both have I think everybody has a little bit of it I think they do too I think um again we have neither one of us have been officially diagnosed (laughs) with body dysmorphia besides telling each other we have it um but I think that leads into that too yeah like when I you know recently have lost 40 pounds there are days where I look in the mirror and think that I still look 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what, what have I been doing these past eight months? Like yeah. I still look like exactly how I did back in January. Yeah. My thing is 
I'll look in the mirror and I see the changes in certain areas, but then I focus on the areas that haven't changed. Mm -hmm. And that's all I see is like my big arms or like Mm -hmm. my like thighs that like aren't slimming down no matter how many times I do legs. (laughs) Like, and so it's just like that. And it's like that body dysmorphia of being like, I can look at a picture and like, know like that's how the picture captured me looking, but I don't think I look that way. And that's the and that's the tough part. Like goes back to social media too. Yeah. When people take pictures of you uncandid, like yeah. you're you're just out having fun with your friends, and no one's thinking like, oh, I gotta check. Well, we do. You know, I gotta check Victoria's angles and make yeah. sure she looks okay. Yeah. And you can't expect people to do that. But when I go back and see pictures that like I'm in the background of or something, and I'm like, oh, I was feeling really good about myself yeah. for once, and then I look in the I look at that picture and I'm like, ew, why was I wearing that? Like, yeah. I look terrible. Yeah. I look 500 pounds. Like, is that really what I look like? Like, maybe I didn't, I don't look like I lost as much weight as I did. Yeah. And I, it starts spiraling into, I, I, I didn't lose 40 pounds. Like, yeah. Like, that I didn't ha- happen. Yeah. Like, I haven't made any progress. Like, yeah. I'm still where I was, like, two years ago or whatever. Yeah. And I definitely... I don't really know where my body dysmorphia comes from because like you were saying, like I never had anyone in my life like being like comp like commenting on my weight. Mm-hmm. Like I never had anybody in my family or any friends or anything that made me feel like I was different than everybody else. But it's just for as long as I can remember, I've looked in the mirror and just have seen like this like fat little girl that mm-hmm. like didn't know how like how to dress how to dress and like how to be beautiful in quotes because like beauty is different for everybody obviously but I do think previous relationships and Mm -hmm. attention from guys has also reinforced my body dysmorphia yeah uh I think that you and I both went through a phase where we were very fit and very I don't want to say healthy because it it wasn't wasn't healthy. No, it wasn't. I was working at LA Fitness Mm -hmm. and it was really nice. I was constantly surrounded by people who were in shape, working out. I was Mm -hmm. friends with personal trainers, basically got free training. Yeah. Um, I remember those days, though, literally just eating oatmeal for breakfast, like Mm -hmm. plain oatmeal. Lunch would be like a salad. Dinner would be like wheat noodles with ground turkey Mm -hmm. and I lived on that every single day like meal prepping and protein shakes and this or that and was I skinny like yeah absolutely I look back at those pictures and I'm like oh wow like I was a lot skinnier than I even thought I was yeah but was I healthy and happy no that's a miserable life to live yeah and it's just it's not sustainable like it was sustainable back then because we were what 21 years old and in college and lived at home and so we didn't have so my mom would meal prep yeah and so we just had like more time to even do stuff like Mm -hmm. that and I just yeah well I think we also dated guys who were really into going to the gym and really into eating I'll put healthy because I don't always think that those type of diets are healthy yeah um and so having those encouragement from our significant others was really helpful yeah so we thought like in reality it was the complete opposite more like emotion like mentally abusive of anything making us think that we need to go to the gym every day we need to lose weight and we need to be this skinny yeah or calling me fat to make me feel bad about myself yeah and just using stuff like that 
against us in those relationships. Yeah, because I think that was the big thing for me in that relationship was, like, I never felt, like, loved until I got skinny. And then I was like, oh, now he loves me. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, like, that was the furthest thing from the truth. But for me, like, I equated, like, being skinny to being... For, to be attractive to guys and mm-hmm. for someone to actually care about me. And so I was just like, like blinders on and my only goal was to get skinny and I got so skinny that so it was skinny. not healthy. And people would ask me like if I was like sick and stuff and it was just so awkward and I would just like lie and just be like, oh no, like I'm just like super healthy and like I'm just watching what I'm eating. Little did they know I was going to the gym for two hours a day with mm-hmm. my boyfriend and we were eating like eggs and like scrambled eggs for breakfast like that's all we would eat and then like and he would have bigger portions than me because at the time he would also like look at my portions and if I had too much he would like take it away or like not take it away from me but he would say I remember he would say all the time like you're not gonna eat all of that are you and I would be like no like it's for you like you can have more of it and it's just like that was wild. When at the time we think that they're oh they're just looking out for us, they yeah. just care like that's just what they're into, and it's they just want us to be a part of it. When in reality they would use it against us. Yeah, like the guy that I was talking date, to, talking to, dating, whatever for two years. <laughs> um, he was really into fitness, and he had his own you know body issues that he would project onto me. And when we would get in fights, he loved to tell me how fat I was and that no guy could ever, no other guy could ever like me because I was fat Mm -hmm. and only he could care about me. And he just, he knew the one, my one trigger, weakness was my weight. Yeah. Even though at that time I was probably one of the skinniest, fittest times I had ever been. Yeah. But he would always use that against me that you're fat and no one will ever like you. And which is why it went on for two years. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and it starts off like that. Well, at least my relationship, that's how it started. And then I started losing the weight and I got super skinny. And then it got like, you're too skinny. Like, what? Mm-hmm. why are, and then I got comfortable wearing like crop tops and certain yeah. outfits. And it was like, why are you wearing that? Are you mm-hmm. trying to like get the attention of other guys? Like he would accuse me of like hooking up with guys on like party buses with like 50 <laughs> other people. And I was just like, oh yeah, like that's what's happening. Yeah, because like, that's the person that you are. Yeah, totally. You know yeah. me. Like I'm, I'm not going to even like talk to a stranger, yeah. let alone do anything else on a party bus. Like with the like two other that you went on. Yeah. But it was just, like, and it was just, that was another form of the manipulation of being, like, well, you're only skinny because I helped you get skinny or I helped you get fit. He never said the word skinny. I hate skinny. that word fit. He never said the word skinny, which is just, like, I Which guess, is even I, worse I, because like, that was your goal was to be skinny. Yeah. And he's never going to tell you you're skinny. Yeah, but he was just, like, you are you only look this way because of me. Like, I taught you how to work out and all this stuff. But then it's, like, then he would flip it and just be, like, well... Like, now you're too, like, skinny. Now you're too fit. Like, you're getting the attention of other people now. Like, you need to stop. You know? And so it was just, like, it's wild, though, how, like, just... Relationships affect that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, and especially, like, we were just so young, and we didn't know any better. Because all we cared about is what we looked like. We're 21. But with the whole relationship thing, you know, I was in that relationship, and then when I met my husband, or I met Rob... Yeah. The opposite happened. I was so happy that I didn't care what I looked yeah. like, and I ate because 
that's what you do when because you're in love. Because this person loves me no he, matter what I yeah, look like. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't quote-unquote notice when I gain 10 pounds yeah. or once I've gained a total of 80 pounds. He didn't notice that because he loves me. Yeah. And, like, bless his heart for saying that. <laughs> like, I love you, babe. Yeah. Thank you, but you're not really helping me either. Yeah. Because I'm so happy. I don't care what I look like. I have a boyfriend fiance, yeah. husband, who cares what I look like? Yeah. But until you see like yourself in pictures and exactly. then you're like, whoa. And it's kind of, but it's just, it's again, it's that awkward conversation of being like, how do you bring up to someone like, oh yeah, because if Rob ever told me that I'd be mad at him. Yeah, exactly. But do I wish he told me? Absolutely. But would I be mad if he told me? hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like, there's honestly no win there. There's no win. There's no win of like being able to, unless you're paying someone, like you're paying a trainer, a nutritionist or something. That's the only time I'm okay with someone telling me like you weigh more yeah. than you should be. A doctor, yeah. a trainer. But with the doctor thing, I had a doctor. I, my doc, every time I go to a doctor and they like weigh me and then they print out the BMI thing and I'm just like, can we throw this out? Because I, it's not relevant. I was 170. Yeah. So I'm what, 5'3", five, 5'4", five, almost. 170 and I had a doctor tell me that I was morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. I would right now kill to be at 170, maybe one day. Um, but she told me I was morbidly obese. Yeah. Um, I was 21, 22. And she referred me to like a weight loss clinic. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, cool. This doctor referred me. I get to this place. I go, it's like after work. Mm -hmm. And it's all people who were preparing to get like gastric bypass surgery. Oh my God. And so like this weight loss clinic was basically just like these shakes for people who need to lose 100, 200 pounds. And so then in my head, I'm like, oh, that's great. My doctor thinks I'm morbidly obese and is referring me to people with that need gastric bypass. Yeah. Like, so, you know what? I'll take back the doctor thing because not all doctors are right. <laughs> no, especially if they're with Kaiser. But that's a whole other topic that I have. Sharp, but we can have another <laughs> podcast about that. But, I mean, and that's... There is, like... It was, like, reaffirmed to me, like, how just bad everything is regarding what people weigh because at the same time when I had lost all that weight I was going I had a couple of doctor's appointments and like I was obviously the thinnest I'd Mm -hmm. ever been and like I remember like the nurses telling me like how good I looked and like all this stuff and so it's like it's ingrained in me and it's like I mean that's when we worked at Viejas and I remember like when I got hired at Viejas like they fit you for your like Mm -hmm. uniforms and all that stuff and by the time I had started, like, a couple weeks after that, like, my pants didn't fit. That's exactly what happened to me. And so I had to go back, and, like, she was, like, having me try them on, and she, like, brings out, like, she's, like, here, try a size zero. And I looked at her, I was, like, what are you talking about, a size zero? And she was, like, well, the twos are too big for you, so try these on. I had never in my life been a size zero. Um, I don't think I've ever, maybe when I was born. <laughs> and I just remember like at that moment being like, I'm too skinny because my body, like the way I'm built is not built. It's not, it doesn't look good for me to well, be a size And I remember zero. when you were that skinny, we, yeah. we lived together and it was one of those things where I was so proud of you because you were working out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I quite knew the emotional abuse you were getting from someone to get to that point. Yeah. But it was like, 
I remember a lot of us like, oh my gosh, like Victoria is so skinny. Like yeah. even now looking back, like I look at pictures and it's like, doesn't even look like you. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But it looks sickly. Yeah. Like at the time we're like so proud of you. Like, oh, yeah. Victoria lost 20, 30 pounds. Like yeah. that's so great. And then, um, it got to a point where I remember you just being so skinny, but how do you go tell your best friend, like, you're too skinny, like, go eat, because you would just, like, laugh at me. Well, yeah, and then there's the other opposite side where there are girls who are just that skinny naturally and can't have a hard time gaining weight, and they have the opposite. I want to feel bad for those people. They have the opposite side where people are like, just go eat a burger, you know, and, like, because obviously I had a friend like that growing up. She's still very built that way. But everyone would always be like, oh, my God, you need to just, like, go eat a burger. Like, go eat this. Like, go eat that. And she's like, I do. Mm -hmm. But I just, my body is not built that way. And so it's just, like, it's such a touchy subject from any standpoint of Mm -hmm. being, like, this this is how I feel about what you look like. You know, you need to change it. It was very short-lived. We didn't stay that way for long. We did not stay that way for long, (laughs) no. Um, You got out of that relationship, thank God. And I got into a relationship, so... That also spiraled us out of control in other ways. <laughs> I mean, which is so crazy because it's just like, I think about how long it took to lose the weight and then how, how quickly we gained quick it back. We gained it back plus <laughs> well, 30 that, pounds. Well, that happened to me in this last year. Um, I remember I was uh, like seven months postpartum. I was pumping. I was eating like a mad woman, like didn't care. I ate more when I was pumping than I was when I was pregnant. Gained all my weight back plus more. And my sister-in-law took me. She's like, I really want to go to this fitness class. I've been doing it. Like, I really think you're going to like it. I hated it. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Um, It was a high fitness class. Mm -hmm. So one, I don't dance. Yeah. Um, And it's basically all dancing and cardio. And if you know me, I hate cardio. And I remember going to this class and I hadn't worked out in a year and a half. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die. And I was embarrassed though. I remember going home that night crying because I was at the heaviest I'd ever been. And I just went home and cried and cried. And I'm like, how did I let myself get this far? Yeah. Well, that after that is when I started fasting and, um, I cut out like fast food, like condiments, just like little things. Mm -hmm. Or instead of buying like Hidden Valley Ranch, I'd go buy like the healthy you know, primal eating, living, whatever it's called, ranch. And that summer I lost about 15 pounds. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, something happened where my husband lost his job. Uh, We ended up having to sell our house and move to California. Well, those months that that was happening Mm -hmm. instantly gained it all back. Yeah. And so that's when I started over in January. But I talking about like our emotional eating, I remember when we found out he lost his job, I hadn't drank a Diet Coke. I love Diet Coke. I used to drink it. That was all I would drink all day. I hadn't drank a Diet Coke in four months. And the first thing I did that next morning was run to the store and like down a Diet Coke. Yeah. And then every morning I was before work going and drinking a, a Diet Coke. Yeah. And just eating whatever I wanted. Didn't care. Gained it all back. Yeah. And then, again, one day it just clicked. I, I remember driving. We had finally moved back, just settled in. And we were driving, and I looked in the mirror, you know, like the mirror of your visor and then the, the side mirror, and, like, my neck looked huge. 
Like, I looked like um, like a frog. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. And I remember just in the car, and I just started crying. And Rob was like, well, like, uh... I mean, it's not odd for me to just randomly cry. Yeah. But Rob was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm just so fat. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fat. Like, I'm so unhealthy. Yeah. Like, I'm not happy. Like, I can't live like this. Yeah. And that's when I was... That's when I decided to start keto. Yeah. And I think that also as my daughter gets older, mm-hmm. I want to set a good example for her mm-hmm. of eating healthy. Yeah. Because she does eat healthy right now, as healthy as a two-year-old can eat. Like, do I give her, let her have treats? Like, absolutely. It's yeah. not going to be like, you can never have sugar. And I know some parents are into that. I'm not, but yeah. I want her to, to be healthy and I want her yeah. to eat fruits and vegetables and she loves to go outside and run around mm-hmm. and as a kid, I didn't like that. Yeah. I like to sit inside, watch my Disney movies, watch TV, yeah. eat McDonald's with my dad Yeah, and I don't want that for my, my daughter. Yeah. I definitely, I, a big part of my relationship with, like, food and, like, weight and everything has to do with my relationship with both of my parents. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom was super thin when she met my dad, and then she got pregnant with me and gained, I want to, like, say, like, something like 60 to 70 pounds, which is just, like... Which isn't, like, abnormal. Yeah. Like, lots of women gain that. Yeah. But it's also not super normal to gain that much weight. Yeah. And then after she had me, like, because they had me like in Japan or whatever. And so she was a Navy wife and she was stuck on the base and she had me and she had my teenage brother and sister. And so she just didn't have really an opportunity to like stay active and healthy beyond like taking care of three kids Mm -hmm. while my dad was gone. And so she never gained, she never lost the weight. And then, like, progressively as I got older, like, she just kept gaining more and more weight. And, like, a big thing for me was that earlier this year she had her heart attack. Mm -hmm. And so she had to have open heart surgery and everything. And, like, that really, I think, reevaluated not only, like, it made us reevaluate our relationship together because we weren't really talking. But it also made her reevaluate, like, her life choices. Like, yeah. After that happened, like, she, like, put down cigarettes and she has told me, you know, and I take her word for it, but that she hasn't smoked a cigarette once since that happened. And so it's just, like, my dad smokes cigarettes. My dad has always, like, had, you know, like, a beer belly because he likes drinking beer. And so, like, he's never been super fit or anything like that. And I don't really feel like I had, like, a very healthy, like person to look up to to be like oh they're active and like they go to the gym and they eat healthy like at our house it was just like we got home and like we somebody picked up something for dinner and we ate and then we went to bed and we did it all over the next day yeah and so I think it's super important to like maintain that like healthy relationship not only like for yourself but to set an example for kids that are around you and like people that do look up for you well yeah with myself growing up um I was a super picky eater, mm-hmm, still am, and my parent, you know, being a parent now, you can't force feed your kids stuff. If they're not going to eat it, they're not going to eat it. Yeah. I think nowadays you have Pinterest where you can find these recipes to sneak veggies and whatnot, but back when we were a kid, that that wasn't it. Yeah. If I didn't like something, my parents were not going to force me to eat it yeah. because I wasn't going to eat it. Yeah. And I didn't grow up in a house that was focused on health. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom always being concerned about her weight, always 
working out, running, like we had a home gym. Mm -hmm. Always remember my mom being very concerned about her weight. And then I have my dad on the other hand who is concerned about his weight, but him and I are very much alike where we'll go on these diets, we'll lose all this weight, and then we'll just fall right back into it. Then start it all over. And then we kind of feed off each other, similar to how you and I do it. We feed off each other, and sometimes it's good because we'll do these diets together. And I I really hate the word diet, but, like, we'll try to be healthier together and fasting and dieting and... um, He's not really into working out. He likes to go on walks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but then we'll give up. And it's yeah. just like this never-ending cycle. So yeah. growing up, we never had healthy food in the house. We never had fruits and vegetables. And I just... It's almost like a blur. Like, I literally don't remember what it was like from, like, elementary school to high school. Like, what I was eating every day. Yeah. Like I said, I, I can remember when I started making, like, my waffles or I lived off mac and cheese. But, you know, I'm trying to think, like, I don't I don't know what I'd have for dinner every night, but it was probably nothing healthy. Yeah. Especially once I started driving or I had a boyfriend. Like, we would go out to eat all the time. Yeah. I mean, my dad loved cooking, like, and he still does mm-hmm. to this day. But it wasn't healthy things. Like, it was like, I mean, not to say, like, these things aren't healthy and you can't eat them ever. But, like, his favorite thing to make were, like, spaghetti and, like, fried chicken and, like, stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that stuff is all good. But not when you're eating it five nights a week and the other two nights we're going to McDonald's or Mm -hmm. we're going to Jack in the Box or something. See, that's, like, my childhood memories. Every Friday my dad would leave work, come Mm -hmm. home, and buy uh, my sister and I Happy Meals every Friday. And, you know, I make fun of him and tell him, like, oh, it's your fault. I have all these weight issues. You bought me McDonald's every Friday. But it was nice. Like, that's a good childhood memory. And at the time, you're not thinking, like, oh, is this going to affect my kid in 20 years? Yeah. Like, no. It was just, like, a fun Friday night tradition. Yeah. But I also don't think back when we were growing up that people were health conscious at all. Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't have, like, the calorie count up on the menu or, like, for you to even know how many calories there were. And, yeah, it was just – it was a different time. It really was. And it's just – I mean, I definitely think that over time the different, like, diets and everything that we've tried have made us, like, more conscious of those Mm -hmm. things and, like, we keep an eye out for them. Yeah. Because, like, I do know, like, if there's a day that, like, I know – I'm either not going to have enough time to, like, cook dinner or anything. Like, I'm more conscious of what I eat throughout the day. So that way, if I do eat, like, something not good, like, junk food or, like, fast food or whatever that night, that, like, it kind of, like, balances out a little bit. But... I think just being more conscious in general about what we're eating. Yeah. Um, That's, like, I use, like, the MyFitnessPal, like, Fitbit, all that stuff. And sometimes it's annoying Mm -hmm. because it's, like... Oh, I have to enter this or enter that. But I think it really helps me because they're even on my bad days, mm-hmm. I will enter what I eat. Yeah. Like, will I be depressed by the end of the day? Oh, well, yeah, but at least I know, like, look how much I eat. Yeah. Um, like I said, this whole keto diet has really put a lot of stuff in, like, perspective for me. Uh, Rob and I went to Arizona to visit his uh, brother and our sister-in-law and... There was a day where I just wasn't, just not going to care, like, just Mm kind of have a good time. And I pretty much ate what I used to eat in, like, a normal day. Mm -hmm. I wasn't super full. I wasn't stuffed. It wasn't 
I didn't think it was a crazy amount. When I added it all up, it was like over 3,000 calories. And I'm like, how was I eating that all normally, like every day? Yeah. And I think that that's a big part of why when we did move out together and we were on our own and we were kind of like transitioning from like, we're not going to be in college anymore. Like we're going to go start like real full-time jobs Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. I think there was just all these different factors that were affecting us and we weren't realizing how many calories we were eating. It's actually crazy because now I try to stay between like 1600, 1700 calories Mm -hmm. and I still feel like that's a lot. And I was eating double that sometimes. Yeah. Like more than sometimes probably on a daily basis. Like after I had Layla and I was pumping and nursing I would just eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. And I didn't think I was eating that much, but it was, I would stop almost every single day at like Carl's Jr. for breakfast, but, and it wouldn't fill me up. So I'm like, oh, that's not, okay, like that's what, like a thousand calories, but that's not that much. And I wasn't full. So I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. Like as long as I'm not stuffed, then it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And then I'd go to work and I have like a a bin of snacks because like I said I was just starving all day yeah and then I'd go to like jack-in-the-box for lunch and I remember like hiding this from Rob because I would at the time I was making my own money and you know we had joint bank accounts but I could still you know he always he knew I worked and I liked my Starbucks and he never gave me a hard time about that but I would like hide it from him yeah and I was spending money like every day like going out to eat and sometimes I'd like, oh, I'm too lazy to make my lunch, so mm-hmm. I'll just run to Jack in the Box. Because living in Idaho Falls for the couple years that I did, it's a very unhealthy city. Yeah. Like, most people there are not health conscious. Yeah. Um, understandable. A lot of people have a lot of kids. That goes back to the, it's expensive to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, you'd go to Maverick. It's like the 7-Eleven of Idaho. And you have a line of people just filling up sodas at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I was right there with them because that's what everyone else was doing. Yeah. And it just spiraled out of control. Like I said, until that day I took that workout class and I'm just, I look back, I'm like, how did I eat that every single day? Like that's disgusting. Yeah. And I just think back to like, how did we not realize how much weight we were gaining back? And like, I get it. Like, I get with you, like, you're in this relationship, like, you have somebody who loves you and everything, but still, like, there's still moments of being, like, I mean, I guess maybe there weren't because we didn't realize it at the time. I kind of feel like we both just woke up one morning and we were like, oh, wait. I'm fat. Yeah. I have gained uh, more weight, like, I weigh more now than I did ever before. Like, how did that happen? At that, that workout class day, I... Never could have imagined in a million years that I would ever weigh as much as I did. Yeah. Ever. I would always, like, I remember I'd get to a certain weight and I'd be like, oh, I'll never go past this. I'll yeah. never go past this. But then the bar kept, I guess, getting lower and lower and lower. And till, till like, I just had this epiphany where I'm like, I can't live like this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, was it affecting my marriage? Maybe in my own mind, like I said, I would ask Rob, and he'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) you look exactly the same. And like I said, bless his heart for trying, but I knew he was lying. Yeah. 
And again, like having a kid really changes it because I don't want her to grow up hearing me constantly telling myself how fat I am or this or that. Like, yeah. I mean, even now, like a bad habit that we have both had is weighing myself every morning. Mm-hmm. And I try not to do it in front of Layla because I was doing it every single day and all of a sudden I get off the scale and she would step on the scale and like look down like does she know what she's doing no but yeah. in probably the next year or two she is gonna realize it yeah and that's do I want her to be health conscious absolutely but I don't want her to ever think that how much she weighs matters yeah because it, it doesn't yeah I agree I don't think that how much you weigh matters I think to a certain extent I mean I think that with as long as you're like happy and healthy and active like that's really what matters um but I do I hate the scale and as much as I wish I could just throw it out like Mm -hmm. I haven't weighed myself in over a month though I haven't done it good job uh but it's still there and I still see it every morning when I think about it yes I think about it and I'm just like no I'm not gonna do it yet but it's definitely I don't know it's definitely a battle and I wish I had the answer to like I wish I had the healthy answer because I have the answer but it's not healthy and I don't ever want to do it again I have a love-hate relationship with the scale because I think that you know I have gained such a significant amount of weight in the Mm -hmm. last five years Mm -hmm. I guess really that to me the number really matters Mm -hmm. until I get to a certain number I'm going to constantly weigh myself. You're going to focus on it. And, you know, people are like, don't weigh yourself. It's how your clothes fit. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe that works for some people, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't work for me. Like, I need to see it on the scale. Well, and especially because there is that, like, threshold, like you're saying. Like, once I hit this number, like, I'm okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to do everything in my power to not get above that number again. So I don't have to really worry about it. But I just want to prove to myself that I can get to that number Mm -hmm. And then from there, like, keep going at it, but not obsessively, like, compulsively, like, weigh myself. Yeah, I I definitely weigh myself every day. Um, It's a terrible habit, but I can't stop. (laughs) Can't stop, won't stop. Do you think it's, like, our relationship to, like, weight and, like, our body image and, like, body positivity Saying it all so super sarcastically, but I do believe in it. I, the whole, like, body positivity movement, I hate it. I love it and I hate it. It's a super love-hate thing. I love that nowadays you don't have to be tall, blonde, and skinny mm-hmm. to be considered beautiful. I think that guys don't always like that. Mm-hmm. And... That's great for me, you know, not being this tall, blonde, skinny girl. Um, I like it to an extent. Mm -hmm. I like that you shouldn't judge somebody by how much they weigh. Mm -hmm. And I don't think men should be judged if they don't like girls that aren't just model skinny. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also do feel like some of these women that, you know, preach body positivity Mm -hmm are not good role models. Yeah. Because I am all for, you don't need to be 120 pounds a size zero to be healthy. Yeah. Because I guarantee that I'm probably healthier than some of those skinny girls out there. Yeah. And, but then I see some of these models who are like three, four hundred pounds 
you know, preaching body positivity, like, hey, if you're okay with how you look, that's great. Please give me your confidence because I do not have that. Yeah. But I don't think that that's a healthy... It's healthy for young girls to think that being that weight is okay because yeah. it's not. Yeah. Like, these adult women have, like, consciously made these choices to to get to that weight. Yeah, and sometimes they'll, like, do drastic things to keep the weight. Yes, some into, people are into that yeah, weird stuff. Which and is insane. I don't... I'm glad for my daughter that she's going to grow up in a world where she's hopefully not judged for her looks. Yeah. Hopefully she's not judged if she is a little bit heavier than another girl at her height or whatnot. Yeah. But I also don't want her to see these women who are three, 400 pounds preaching body positivity and think that that's also an okay, healthy choice because I don't yeah. think that it is. Yeah. I would say the thing I like most about the body positivity movement is like just that it's inclusive. Yeah. And so it's not like when we grew up, we had very, like every magazine, every TV show, every movie, like everybody looked the same. Mm -hmm. And like nowadays, like you have people like, I mean, you have like Ashley Graham, who's mm -hmm. like a plus size model, but she's just normal. She's a normal size she's person. She's just yeah. average. Like, I hate the term plus size yeah. because it's stupid. And, but like, I absolutely love her because she's not one of those like severely overweight people. She's just like normal and she's just saying I can still be a model and mm -hmm. I can still be beautiful and I don't need to be 120 pounds yeah and I love that about her and like there's just so many other people and like just like I mean the first one person that comes to mind about body positivity is gonna be Lizzo because she just has no shame in her game and that's great if yeah. she is comfortable dressing the way she yeah. does acting the way she does being that weight go for it yeah but I also don't think health-wise that's a healthy weight to be at I yeah, don't I agree and I just want a little bit of her confidence though. exactly I think that's the thing I love the confidence of yeah. the body positivity movement I don't love that it's considered okay to be that weight or be yeah. that unhealthy because I don't think that that's yeah that's the case I agree I think that everyone is gonna everyone being healthy is still gonna look different mm -hmm. but you don't have to be, like, just because you weigh 300, you know, whatever pounds, like, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're, like, healthy and, like, yeah. that's what's beautiful. Like, yeah, it is beautiful because, like, you're happy in your body and, like, you're confident and whatnot, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, you could still, like, even if you lost weight, you would still not look like Jennifer Lopez, mm -hmm. you know? And it's so, like, you just have to, like, keep those things in mind because I do think it is important. I do think that the older I get, I guess the less I care because I yeah. do feel more confident and I do, like, wear things that I normally would have never worn, like, five years ago. Which we we both experienced that going to Vegas this year shopping. Yeah. I wore a two-piece. I cannot tell you the last time I wore a two-piece. Yeah. Um, and I felt good in it. I felt fine in it. And I do think it's because with the whole body positivity movement that I do feel a little bit less judged because I'll see other girls my weight or bigger wearing the same thing yeah. and feeling confident. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. But I don't, like I said, health-wise... Am I a fan of the body positivity movement? No. But, yeah. like, confidence, not judging people, not calling women fat. Yeah. That I I like. Yeah. 
I agree. And I do think a big part of like just clothing wise in general is that clothing sizes are complete BS because I can go to like Old Navy or I could go, you know, to like another store like Target or whatever and like get like a size that's like, well, not Target. You don't like shopping. Yeah, don't even get me started on Target sizing. <laughs> but I could go, you know, and get the same size at different stores, get home, try them all on. And one of them won't fit. The other one, like, is going to be too loose. And the other Mm -hmm. one fits me perfectly. And it's just, like, why aren't sizes universal? So that way, no matter where I freaking go, I can, I know what size I am. Well, we, again, shopping for Vegas, we just experienced that. I got a size at Forever 21. Yeah. Which was surprisingly smaller than I thought I would be. I go to Target, pick out the same size, and it's, like, five sizes too small. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. But then that issue leads girls to have body dysmorphia and yeah. body issues. So I'm like, oh, wait, like maybe I'm not as skinny as I thought I was because at this store, I'm a way bigger size than I was at that store. You know what's crazy? When you fit in clothes better at Forever 21 that, than That's at what's so confusing yeah. because when I think of Forever 21, I think of these like extra small shirts that look like they fit like babies yeah and that's those are the clothes at forever 21 so when i'm fitting in a smaller size that i think i would at forever 21 like i'm excited yeah but then i go over to target which is considered like a normal person store and i can't fit into those clothes yeah what it's super confusing it doesn't make sense yeah it makes absolutely no sense and I don't know how that even goes about being fixed and, like, regulated, but it needs to be, like, sizes just need, need to be universal, like... In an ideal world, that would happen, or we just need to get over the sizes, like, yeah, worrying about the size. True. I think in in general, women are always worried about our size. Yeah. And sometimes I just wish there was no sizes, and that you just go find something and try different things on. If it fits, it fits. And you don't even know what size it was. Yeah. Because I am one of those people that focus on the sizes. Yeah. And I find myself shopping only at stores where I am a smaller size. Walmart, Old Navy, you know, apparently Forever 21. Who also thought? not healthy. I know. But like I said, you know how I feel about Target. <laughs> I love Target. It's my favorite store ever. But I refuse to buy clothes there. Because it yeah. just makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah, well, and their lighting and their fitting rooms is oh, not good. Target, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> please fix your fitting rooms. Because and also I endorse me. <laughs> I swear Target picks the worst mirrors. They angle them at the worst possible ways. Yeah. They have these, like, bright fluorescent lighting. No one in the history... Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know anyone that's gone to a Target fitting room and has left in a good mood. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen. No, and I was, like, on this, like, high of, like, me and you went to Forever 21. Mm -hmm. I just tried on all these cute clothes. Like, I got some stuff for Vegas. Oh, I just need to get a bathing suit at Target. And then all of a sudden... I'm there, and I just, under that fluorescent light, I see all of, like, the bumps and the lines and the stretch marks and the cellulite and, like, oh, that tan's uneven Mm -hmm. and, like, oh, does my shoulder always look like that? And it's just, like, how did I go from, like, being so happy and, like, positive of, like, yeah, like, I'm going to look so cute in Vegas to, like, I don't even want to go to Vegas. Yeah, like, put on a bathing suit? No, thank you. Like, is this what I'm going to look like in front of everybody? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do it. 
No. And then what did we do that night? We came home and we got Wingstop. I forgot about that. Remember? Yeah. Of course. Because we're happy, we're sad, we're all these different emotions, so what are we going to do? We're going to get Wingstop, obviously. Oh, God. It's the worst. I just love food so much. Me too. Like, I really... My life is consumed around food. I'm constantly thinking about, like, okay, when is my next meal? What is it going to be? And then I finish that meal, and then I think about the next meal. And yep. it's just, like, a never-ending, like... Cycle. It really is. I really want to get, like... I want to be, like, hypnotized. Oh, yeah. Well, because... I, like, same thing as you, wake up, what am I eating breakfast, especially with fasting? Yeah. How many more hours do I have? What am I going to have? What's going to be my snack? What am I going to have for dinner? Planned out the entire day. Yeah. And if it gets thrown off, I'm going to freak out because I already had, you know, I have my calories for the day. Yeah. And don't mess it up. Yeah. Like, and it's so frustrating because, like, I have my husband, on the other hand, who forgets to eat all day. Or eats candy. Who all day. forgets to eat? It's please teach me because all I think about is what I'm eating. I do sometimes if I'm super busy, but and it's I, not so much as forgetting. It's more of like I just push it back. Eat. Yeah. And when I was working, that was how it was. I was working constantly. I was working with kids. I hardly had any downtime to mm-hmm. eat. Um, and if I did, it was snacks because it was just we had snacks for the kids, mm-hmm. so I'd go grab their snacks. But there were days where I wouldn't eat all day because I was so busy. When I worked at the office, like, when I worked at different offices, it was the same thing. Yeah. Now that I'm a stay-at-home mom, um, that's all I think about all day long is what I'm eating. Yeah. And, like, for me, I even have, like, timers or, like, not timers, but, like, alarms set on my phone Mm -hmm. that go off at certain times of the day to remind me to eat. And not so much in, like, my current position in my lap, but at my last job, like, I was just so busy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get up to, like, go to the bathroom. Like, I would go, like, seven hours later, and, like, I'd be in pain because I should have gone four hours before. But just, like, those constant reminders of, like, hey, your body, you need to eat. Like, you need to eat something, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's definitely... It's definitely hard, and I don't really know what the solution is besides, like, to get, just keep going and just hope that, like, one day we get, we meet our goals and we're just happy, but I don't know, I don't know what that looks like because I think in my head right now, I'm, there's a certain weight or there's a certain size that, like, once I get there, I'll be happy, but I know myself, and I know what's happened in the past, and I've gotten there, and I'm still not You're happy. You're still not happy. Exactly. I look back at old pictures of, you know, being 21, 22, and I was, I thought I was Shamu. Oh, my gosh. My, no, I would murder somebody to look like that again, but even at that skinny, quote-unquote skinny weight, I was not happy. Yeah. Because I wanted to be skinnier. Yeah. And I don't know... I don't know what way I would be where I would feel completely happy. Yeah. And I think in my head, being I associate being skinny with being happy. Mm-hmm. And I I also also know that I don't think that's reality. Yeah. I don't think being skinny, because I don't think it will ever be enough. I'll yeah. never be skinny enough. I agree. I don't think it's, like, an attainable like goal but I do think that we are much better than we were eight years ago seven eight years ago um I think it's probably since it's like for me it's this has been an issue since 
I was in first grade. Mm-hmm. Am I ever going to get over my body issues? Probably not, but I hope that I can get them under control at a certain point that it's not life-consuming. Yeah. Because, like I said, right now it is. Every day, what am I eating? And I think that's also because I have a goal. I have a goal. I've been doing good. I've lost 40 pounds. I want to keep going. Yeah. Um, but if I lose those next 40 pounds, am I going to be happy? I want to say yes, yeah. but, but I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. I'll probably want to just keep going. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like for me. Because I don't... I look at skinny people, and I'm like, they must just be so happy. Like, what is it like... And I ask Rob this sometimes. What is it like to never have to worry about what you look like? Never have to worry about how much you weigh? Yeah. Just, you don't even care. Yeah. And he tells me, like, he does care, but not as much as I do. Well, it's different because he's a guy, and yeah. most guys have that same mentality. Like, yeah. there are plenty of guys that are super into what they look like and fitness and everything like that, but I think, in general, most guys are never going to be, like, their friends take a candid picture, and they, like, go immediately to look at it and be like, what do I look like in that, yeah. you know? And, like, I think for a lot of girls, that's, like, our first instinct is to be, like... Like, if we go out the one night, and then the next morning, that's I go through everyone's Instagram stories to be like, what pictures am I in? What videos am mm-hmm. I in? What do I look like? Is it a bad angle? Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a little bit of a difference between guys and girls. Yeah, I don't think... Rob has never had a weight issue. He's never had to lose weight. Yeah. Um, I guess, if anything, gain weight, because he was so stressed out in school. Yeah. That he would forget to eat till 6 p.m. Or he had only ate an apple all day or, you know, whatnot. Um, So, yeah, it's just, it's different being a girl. There's different expectations. And there's unreal, they're unrealistic expectations is part of the problem. And that all has to do with, like, like, celebrities and media and social media. Like, social media itself is just, like, it's so... I think it plays into so many people's, like, mental illnesses, and mm-hmm. I think that body dysmorphia is a mental illness 100% because it's not physical. It's all in your head, and it's just, like, you have these unrealistic expectations of everyone's an Instagram model. Well, and we forget that these pictures are all auto... What was it? Face tuned. Like, I don't do that, yeah. like, so I don't know, like, how to do that, but I know that people do do it. Yeah. I follow this Instagram page, um, I don't know what it's called, but... Like, f- bad Photoshop edits or something Yeah, like that. and it yeah. will show, like, the paparazzi photos mm-hmm. of these people, like, out on their yachts and their bikinis and what they look like compared to what they post on Instagram. Yeah. And it's night and day. Yeah. And it's not the same thing at all. But the problem is, and this is a fear I have for Layla, she grows up and lives in this Instagram influencer, I roll my eyes saying that, world, that she's going to see that stuff and think yeah. that that's how she's going to look. Yeah. But I hope that the body positivity movement becomes bigger as she gets older and she doesn't have to experience that yeah and I think it will because I think there are celebrities that are now coming out like and they won't allow their photos to be photoshopped or like retouched at all like 
the one that I know most prominently because she talks about it all the time is Bella Thorne. How did I know Bella Thorne was going to get brought up in this podcast? At least <laughs> at least one famous YouTuber had to get brought up. We could talk about David Dobrik too, but anyways. I mean, I'd rather talk about Shane Dawson or Jeffree Star, but... But, um, yeah, but Bella Thorne, like, is adamant about her photos not being retouched and, or anything like that. And I think as time goes on, I think a lot more celebrities will be on board with that, too, which I think will help the next generation of, like, children that are either already, like, aware of social media yeah. and that are going to be introduced to social media. Yeah. That's a... I think about that all the time, like, having a daughter, like what her life is going to be like Mm -hmm. and like how she's gonna like what kind of what her self-esteem is going to look like Mm -hmm. be like or how she thinks she's going to need to look Mm -hmm. and you know in my ideal world I'll never call myself fat in front of her we Mm -hmm. won't talk about weight issues but that's just how the world is and Mm -hmm. it's going to get brought up yeah and I want to try to do my best to not push my issues onto her yeah because that's not fair yeah to her and I think growing up you know with both of my parents having their own different types of eating whatever habits, you wanted habits yeah. or whatnot they had said the same thing that they never wanted to talk about it in front of me but then that's most of my childhood I remember is worrying about food yeah and so I hope to for my own daughter do not do what my parents did. Yeah. And they regret it. They're not, yeah. like, happy that, you know, that I have all these body issues. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I don't. Because I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. And But I I hope for my own children that they never feel like how I felt growing up. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a good thing about having a positive relationship with your parents is, yeah. like, you can take the good and positive things that they did for you as a kid, but then you can also take the things that maybe they, that weren't the best or that they even have told you Mm -hmm. they regret doing and like learn from those mistakes and like handle them differently. Yeah. And like, I think that's really what it's all about. Like that's essentially what being a parent is, is like you passing on like the good things and then your children learning the bad things and recognizing them and doing things differently. Yeah. So I think I mean, I'll always be there for her, too. I know. <laughs> like, when you're being crazy. I know. That's what Auntie Victoria is for, because Mommy is always crazy. I mean, you and I could go on for literally hours about not only this topic, but just about, like, our funny stories. Like, I think we need to do, like, a story time episode. Where we just tell, like, all the funny stuff that's happened to us in our lives. That could be a five-hour podcast. Oh, it really could, but, I mean, any... Any final thoughts on everything we talked about? Any final thoughts? Uh, let's see. We are not giving advice on anything. We are experts. We are Listen not. To everything we are not we nutritionists, say. dietitians, personal trainers. These are just our own experiences. I hope that you know talking about these things don't trigger people in any ways because these are just our own experiences and. I don't recommend any, most of the diets we talked about, you know, always consult a trainer or, you know, do what's best for you. Don't fall into these fad diets. Like, do your research. Like, that's the number one thing of anything, like, fitness or health related is 
I feel like if you just jump right in and like just try to do like what you see yeah. other people doing, like that's not always going to work best for you. Like mm-hmm. I can't tell you like I'm so creepy at the gym because I'll just stare at people and like just watch workouts that they do. Yeah. And then like the next time I go to the gym, hopefully it's a little less empty and I'll try to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, I, I get new workouts out of it, but sometimes I'm just like, no, my body doesn't work this way. Or like, I need somebody like here spotting me and like telling me my form is yeah. good. And so it's just like, like just do your research. Like Pinterest is a really big resource that I use for workouts and for like recipes. And YouTube. Yeah. YouTube I feel like it's huge. so like 2019, you know, it's so awesome. There's so, there's so many things online. Like yeah. you could get full workouts on YouTube, Like you don't even have to go to the gym. You can just work out at home, but still do your research and do yeah. what works for you. Yeah. Like I said, would I recommend keto to everybody? No, because I actually had a conversation with uh, my friend's brother the other day that he was doing keto and he is diabetic and it actually made him feel worse. And so he is not against keto, mm-hmm. but for him it didn't work. Yeah. And so do what's best for you. Don't let people bully you. I hate that word. You know, try to tell you not to do something. Yeah. You got to do it for yourself. Yeah. Don't Don't listen to other people. And... Like, listen to your body, too. Yeah. Like, I get into these, like, I I would call them, like, manic episodes where I just get obsessed with going to the gym. Yeah. And, like, I have to go every day. And, like, having an Apple Watch that, like, yells at me all day long mm-hmm. doesn't help with that. Like, it honestly makes it worse. But there's just plenty of times where it's, like, we when we got back from Vegas, like, I was just, like, my body isn't in it. Like, my I'm not in a headspace. I'm not gonna be physically able to like go get a good workout in yeah. like it's gonna be a waste of my time so I'm just gonna take a few days off and then like the same goes for like eating like if you're even if you're doing like a strict diet or whatever like don't beat yourself up over your yeah. cheat meals which is something you and I both struggle yeah. with a lot is the guilt of what we eat but like just listen to your body do your research don't listen to other people unless you're asking for advice exactly like everyone's gonna have an opinion on everything that we do no matter what and then I would also say just like just like focus on like your wins yeah. that's a big thing for me of like I'm not anywhere your non-scale victories <laughs> yeah exactly like your pants fitting better your clothes fitting better like walking past a mirror and not, like... Turning away. Yeah, like, hating. Like, sometimes I walk past mirrors, especially if I don't have makeup on. I'm like, who is that monster? Like, why am I out? Exactly. Why am I... Why are... Yeah. Like, why is this acceptable for me to be out and people looking at me right now? (laughs) But, yeah. And then just, like, also understand that it takes time and nobody is perfect at anything that we do. And... Oh, you're not the only person that feels that way. Yeah. Like, one thing that I have learned from just interacting with you, like with Jessica, with Anita, and just in general in life is like everyone has these like weird kind of struggles Mm -hmm. in regards to their body image. Everybody. I had a friend that was like tall and skinny and she had her own issues. And I'm like, what's your problem? You are everything I want to be. You are tall and skinny. You can eat whatever you want. And like, okay, maybe you gain like a pound, but you know, I shouldn't have ever discredited how she felt. Yeah. Because that was her feelings, mm-hmm. and it wasn't fair for me to get mad at her because I thought she was skinny. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, everyone has their own struggles. Yeah. 
and and all you can do is just be a resource and be there for people and encourage them you know and just also like let them know if they're having a bad day or off day or had a two cheat meals in a row or whatever like it happens like we're human oh like I said I've done this keto thing I can't tell you how many times I have fallen off the tracks but you know it's just you have a cheat day or two or three or my last five you know (laughs) things happen but you just have to get back at it well yeah and like still live your life like that's well exactly and that was kind of when I started this weight loss journey um I love to go out to eat and I want to enjoy myself I don't want it to be like oh I went out to eat so I need to go to the gym for five hours or I can't eat the rest of the day like I want to just enjoy myself and I've been able to I mean 40 pounds in eight months like that's a huge accomplishment it is in the back of my mind sometimes I'm like oh if I didn't have all those cheat meals who knows how much I could have lost but I've also been able to enjoy myself yeah. and still lose weight yeah. without any pressure of needing to lose 50 pounds in six months yeah. or, or whatever it is. It's a process. Yeah. And I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Just don't set unrealistic expectations for yourself, which is really hard. Which is what we used to do. Because yeah. like, it worked because we were also 20 years old and had the metabolism of a 20-year-old. And now we're those almost 30 and our body is like, what? You thought you were going to lose weight? Yeah. No, you, oh, you ate really good yesterday. Oh, I'm, you're going to gain five pounds tomorrow when you weigh yourself. Why I stopped weighing myself was because I was doing everything right. And this is also why I'm kind of against the scale. I was doing everything right. Working out, wasn't eating bad, wasn't drinking soda, like no sugar. And then I gained five pounds in like three days. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, that this made no sense. Lovely. Exactly. <laughs> So don't, you know, we don't always know what we're talking about. These are just our stories, our stories, and experiences. Yeah. And so yeah, that's it. Find a friend that knows what it's like too, so you guys can <laughs> complain about it together. <laughs> don't feed off each other negatively like we used to, but we learn from it. We, we learn from it. Some days, sometimes. Yeah, let's not talk about what we had yeah. for dinner tonight. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Okay, well, thanks so much for talking with me tonight. Of course, anytime. I love to talk. For, like, two hours. Was it two hours? It was a really long time. Your cat is, like, going crazy He just crazy wants to be right a part now. of this. Oh, Anakin, world's naughtiest cat. You should do, like, outtakes at the end.